We are, and so we can, from here on out, everything needs to be gold. Okay. Gold! We can broadcast gold. Mmm, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm Mark. I'm Aaron. And this is uh, the 2013... Three beers and a scotch. Is it the only one we've done this year? I mean, it is the Christmas one, but... We we have done several, or two, (laughs) three beers and a scotches. Well, and then there's the, the special... Secret episode that didn't get released, which we'll talk about shortly. That's I'm right. Sure. But uh, no, this this you got to donate a little bit to get that one. I believe this could well be our fourth Christmas music spectacular. I think it's possible. I actually was uh, pulling up on the computer and saw it said. Now I'm not sure if this is 100 percent correct, uh-huh. but it said Christmas 08. Uh-huh. Some and I can't remember if it said podcast or right. show or whatever. And I went on there, and show enough, there we were. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we did. Uh, we did our very first Christmas music spectacular back on the in the olden golden days of uh, the Mark Andrew Popecast, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we did. Uh, was last year just the second one? Did we do something? No, I that? think we did. I think we did one before that, because then last year. Um. I, I remember. I remember there being yeah. two two years in a row okay. that we did. So I think this is our fourth, and we may have skipped like '09 or something. Right. And I think that's what it was. We just rebroadcast '08 yes. and '09, right? Which huge mistake. You got <laughs> you got you got to make a new one. That's what right. you got to do that's new. Right. Well, you know, it, it's a tradition now. You know, when we first started doing these, you know, you were lamenting that, you know, uh, you didn't have have much in the way of of Christmas traditions. And now you can say that this is your Christmas tradition. Yeah. So glad to be a part of it for you, Mark. (laughs) I'm glad it involves drinking. So I see in front of us we have um, uh, four beautiful beverages. Um, A murderer's row, if you will. um, Yes. Now, I cannot attest to the... Uh, how good any of these are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did look on like Rate right Beer uh, and just kind of get a feel for which ones were kind of better. Right. Uh, or rated better, I should say. Uh, but we have an Alaska in the winter. Well, I definitely went with the with the holiday uh, theme here. So Alaskan winter, uh, which is brewed with uh, sp- spruce tips. Spruce tips, like the tree. Like the tree. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Not like the goose. Uh, no, the spruce <laughs> goose. Gotcha. Huh. So uh, the other one is Rockness, which is out of Pflugerville. Pflugerville? Pflugerville. Is that Pflugerville, Texas? It is. Huh. Uh, and so it is local-ish. Um, and it is a winter seasonal. And it's based on uh, an oatmeal cookie, uh, yeah. is what they said on their website. I like oatmeal cookies. So it's, uh, it's brewed with uh, brown sugar, nutmeg, cinnamon, and vanilla extract. We'll Every- go over these again before we drink it. Thank you. Uh, and then the last one is an Avery. I'm a real big fan of Avery out of Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's their old Jubilation Ale. Uh, it's actually last year's. I bought it for one of our three beers and a scotch last year. 
and uh, somehow we didn't get around to it, and I said, why, heck, I'll just save it till next year's Christmas Spectacular. There you go. Which is here. Which is here. You know. so, and music, and we've got music, we have, too. We have music and scotch. Scotch. So, But we'll talk more about scotch later. Yeah, we can't get into that too early. That's right. That's right. Um, so uh, the first thing I'm going to do is uh, pop open this Alaskan uh, winter. Very exciting. Uh, we're going to see how this goes. Uh, we're both, well, let's see, Aaron is drinking out of a, uh, a tasting glass from the uh, Black Bottle, which is a um, brew pub in uh, Colorado Springs. No, I lied. Uh, <laughs> Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, and I'm drinking out of a, a mini, uh, his is more of a uh, snifter uh, looking glass. Mine is a, uh, looks like a Pilsner, a little mini Pilsner glass from the uh, Flying Saucer Beer Feast this last year. It smells good. It smells good. It has a little bit of a, kind of a toasty aroma to it, mm-hmm. which I would hope it would. I'm imagining Alaska does winter, they should know winter pretty well. Absolutely. Okay. It's a little lighter so, than I thought. It but it's got a warm taste to it. It does. It's a very, um, the mouthfeel is very light to, mm-hmm. it, to me. It, it, it's warm. It's you know you you associate those uh, winter flavors to mm-hmm. it. You know it's almost a caramely, um, uh, you know that vanilla as you said toasted almond almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, very nice. Very drinkable. Yeah, this absolutely. Is, uh, now this is six point four percent alcohol, which is a little higher. Five is sort of like your average. Mm-hmm. You know, your Budweiser, Miller, everything sort of hits right around five. Um, so there's a little bit more than that, um, but it, I think it drinks just as easy as anything. Yeah. That's, that's really nice, and, uh, especially for a winter beer, you, generally I'm expecting with a winter beer for it to, uh, to be chewier. Mm-hmm. Um, generally I'm, I'm expecting something that's maybe, you know, boozier. that's biting you a little bit in the back of the mm-hmm. throat. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly a little bit more bitter. And, but this one's very even, very mellow. You know, somebody who doesn't like a darker beer, who doesn't like a a uh, a bolder beer, would probably really enjoy this. Uh, I'm I mean, digging it. I, I I could I could see this being a a multiple bottle of beer evening with this beer. Oh, certainly. You know? Well, and I have to work really hard to find the spruce tips in it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting any of that off of this. I, I, again, I was kind of imagining a uh, it was going to be like a little bit of a pine salt. Sure, yeah. Um, but certainly, I would I would expect something more aromatic. I would, you know, expect something you know really big in the nose. Now, maybe that's some of the freshness that we're picking up in the scent. You know, because it does have a a very open, very uh, you know breezy sort of quality to it. Despite yeah. the, the the contrasting warmth in the in the flavor, mm-hmm. the nose is very fresh. Yeah, and it, and it, I think it has kind of a, um, not it's not quite citrus mm-hmm. um, spring to it. There's a little bit of a, a spark at the beginning of the flavor. Sure. And so uh, it's nice if I really think about spruce tips, and I kind of think of that piney. Yeah. Um, I can get just a hint of it. Right. But I have, I have, I think it's mind over matter on this. But yeah. but overall, I, I give a big thumbs up. I generally like what Alaskan Brewery does. They I like really it. Do this job. is quite tasty. So, Mark, uh, you have a, uh, a a small boy in your home. Uh, yes, and growing larger. He's six now. Whew. Um, so what's he? What's gonna? What's his big surprise for Christmas this year? Um, 
Yeah, so in that he will not be listening to this, I suppose it's... <laughs> Does he listen to uh, beer and scotch tasting uh, podcasts much? Uh, not as much as you'd think, <laughs> living in this house. Um, so, um, he has asked Santa, and I am, I am assured that Santa will bring a fish. A fish? Mm-hmm. Like in an aquarium? Right. Or some, no. some, perhaps some smoked salmon? <laughs> no. Although that'd be a good thing to put in his uh, stocking, and he's just like... What the heck? It's a, a lox and bagels Christmas yeah. sun. <laughs> Here's some schmear. Welcome to your Jewish <laughs> side of your family. Um, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I built you out of clay. <laughs> With dreidel, I will play. Um, so, yeah. So, actually, I think uh, what Santa will probably end up doing, because this would be smart for Santa, mm-hmm. because we're going out of town right after right after Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, would be you know to bring the setup. And perhaps like a gift card to Petco or mm. PetSmart or something. And then he can actually go and select his own fish. Very nice. And so that way he's got that choice. So now, will he be getting a solitary fish or will there be multiple fish? I think he can probably get multiple. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Santa's probably in the mood to get him a 10-gallon ten, ten tank. Yeah, look at that. So uh, that's about 10 inches of fish you can put in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inch a gallon. <laughs> that doesn't sound right, but... Now, just remember that the thing to know about having multiple fish in your tank is that your most expensive fish will get eaten by your least expensive fish. Right. Yeah. No, we, we need to find compatible, compatible That has fish. been my experience in the owning of fish. Yes. Um, I, would, I would agree with that. I had fish for a while, and luckily, and I went in totally blind mm-hmm. as far as just choosing some fish, and... Did pretty well. Of course, I had a big tank, and I didn't. I didn't put a ton of fish in it, so right. they had lots of room. Um, but I didn't have any of those fish that were constantly chasing others. I remember going to a doctor's office when I was young, and it was one of my mom's doctor. We were there probably, I don't know, once every few weeks, and there was one fish that was always chasing the other fish, mm-hmm. and I didn't get the idea that they were playing. I got the idea it was territorial. And, I mean, it was over terror. a year. <laughs> it was terror. Is it, what was it was terror. And I was sitting there, and it made me tired thinking that that fish that was chased, his entire, I'm guessing his, entire life was based on just stress and being chased by this and other fish. getting the hell away from the other fish. Yes. It was bullying. It bullying was bullying. was going on in your fish tank. Yeah. And there was nobody to monitor that. It was very sad. All right, we're moving on. All right, we're moving on. Uh, this is Rognus. Um, I've had a couple of Rognus uh, beers. Their porter is very good, um, and this is their holiday. And so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this one to be uh, darker. It is a and little bit is. darker than the other one, but it's yeah. not. It's not it's dark. About, it's about half as much darker as the other one. It's got a nice sort of bourbony kind of color to it. Now this is the strongest beer that we'll have this evening. I think it's about a nine point something ish. Um, but in the uh, in the description, definitely sounded like it might be mm-hmm. a precursor to the to the jubilation. Well, and now, I, will I can already get the nutmeg. I haven't tasted it oh, yet, yeah. but yeah, it smells like Christmas in your glass. And I can tell you, it tastes like it looks. It's strong. Mm-hmm. You know that is. You know if you if you're on a scale of uh, the boldness factor in terms of. Uh, of darker beers, you know, the the Alaskan winter that mm-hmm. we had just a moment ago uh, is lower on that scale. 
you know, sure. and this is this is certainly you know a grade above or perhaps two points above in terms of of, of the boldness. It's it's a little bit more bitter. Um, it is a beer that uh, I, cinnamon is real. I can I, I yeah. get the cinnamon there pretty strong. And I think it's as we witnessed on the Alaskan winter, really easy to drink that fast. Whereas I think this one, the the boldness of it, kind of demands that you drink it a little bit slower. Yeah, you know, it's more of a sipping beer than than a quenching your thirst beer. Well, and I'll add also with that Alaskan beer, uh, generally when we've gone through our three beers, even if it's a twelve ounce, which that Alaskan is, uh, we'll we might drink about half of it mm-hmm. and then sort of save you know the rest for later if somebody wants yeah. it. But we killed that one. Yeah. We killed the Alaskan. I mean, it's got it's got a it's drip got a or drop. two in it. Yeah. Um, but, it was very tasty. I liked that. But a lot. we went right after it. Um, <laughs> we bullied it. We did bully that. <laughs> we went right after it. Uh, now the Rognus comes in a bomber, so it's twenty-two ounce, and I don't think that we're gonna see that same same trend with this one. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're gonna we're gonna get through it. We, I may have another one. It's it's uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, the the cinnamon nutmeg nutmeg come in a little bit stronger than I'd like, and I'd love to see a little bit of that warmer uh, vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does say it's it's an extract, so they may have been really careful not to, because extracts can really come across medicine. Sure. Yeah, I really like it. It's it's very tasty. But as you can see, I'm drinking it a lot slower than the other one. Mm-hmm. So you know, you told me that uh, you're getting your son a fish, and you know the uh, associated uh, accessories. For Christmas. Well, no, no, Santa. 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 Sorry. Whoa. I'm sorry. I have nothing to do with it. Yeah, this. I understand. Well, you know, you're sort of acting as a liaison because you've, you've clearly had some contact with Santa that uh, to, to be able to assure your son or be able to assure us that right. Santa's going to be able to fulfill this request. Santa's my other drinking buddy. Gotcha. He can put down. Is he on the other podcast that you do? <laughs> <laughs> Three beers and a jolly old elf? Santa. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So you you know you're you're gonna get get the you know the fish for uh, for boy, so tell me about the best Christmas gift you got when you were a boy. That is very difficult to say. Um, Pet rock. You, you know maybe I think <laughs> you know for Christmas for me I don't know that there is a gift. That necessarily sticks out of my mind, but there are Christmases uh-huh. that tend to stick out of my mind a little bit. Okay, little tell bit me about more. one of those. Uh, so I can remember when I was uh, quite young. I was probably uh, five to six, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. um, and waking up, and instead of stockings, my dad had these uh, wooden shoes that my mom and he had picked up in... Uh, um, Oh, probably some sort of Scandinavian country. I'm right. not sure exactly which one, but perhaps Norway or whatever. And uh, uh, that was all filled with like nuts and candy. Mm-hmm. Probably my dad's doing, right? Especially because which is traditional in Germany and Holland. That's a that's right. what they do. They fill up the shoe as instead of the stocking, and it's nuts and candy. And, right. So, unless you've been bad, and it switches and coal. I had no switches and coal, so uh, and perhaps they confused you with some other child. Perhaps. <laughs> Um, now aren't those the countries too though that David Sedaris talks about uh, that Santa would also go around and perhaps beat you well yes with six to eight black men six to eight black men (laughs) and uh, if you're bad it's possible that he might just yeah the bishop of Spain is coming and he may or may not (laughs) throw you in a sack (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. beat you with switches. <laughs> yeah. So. That, I'll link to that in the show notes. Please do. That's, uh, that's really excellent. Uh, David Sedaris probably has some of the best holiday stuff yes. to listen to. Uh, besides his diaries, he just has some rich stuff. So, um, but that, I think that that Christmas, you know, I can I can remember getting up. I can remember there being gifts. Uh, my mom and my dad had just spent a year apart, mm-hmm. um, and so this was sort of like for me, you know, kind of the reunion. We were all back together, and um, uh, you know, I remember my brother getting. I got some sort of little um, pinball machine and stuff like that that lit up and did things, and so it was. It was exciting to me, but I think it was more about just that was just a good Christmas. Sure. Um, it disgusts me how uh, unmaterialistic you are. <laughs> I'm a little disgusted <laughs> by that. Well, <laughs> I define my Christmases, Mark, by stuff. By stuff. By the well, things I was provided. <laughs> I will bear that in mind. <laughs> well, you know, I, I Christmas was always big in our house, and... Uh, I remember one Christmas in particular, the gift that I really wanted, the thing beyond anything else, was the Star Wars Death Star playset. And it was the three-level Death Star with, you know, the the center, you know, tractor beam controller and the dropout bridge for Luke and Leah to swing across and the trash compactor and all that stuff. And they were sold out everywhere. And I was intensely aware that they were sold out everywhere. What age are we going at this on this? Um, it would have been 79, I think. Because okay. uh, Star Wars came out in, what, 77, but there weren't any toys that year. So it was 78 or 79 because okay. they hadn't figured out the merchandising on yeah. it yet. Um, but I was, you know, I was old enough to know that, that uh, you know, Mom had some kind of relationship with Santa. You know, and that there was... that, And, and really the, what we were led to believe is that Mom did some purchasing and perhaps he approved the purchase orders. Oh, you know, right. and that's sure. how that's how the gifts got there. But uh, we were out at J.C. Penney's one day, and I saw as we were walking by the customer service department that there was one of them, that there was the Death Star there, and they would have been sold out for forever. Right. You know, and it's back in the day when that kind of stuff just sold out. You know, yeah. they're out, and you know they'll they'll get them again in the spring, maybe. Right. You know, and I stopped my mom. Mom, you've got to get it. You know, it's my, it's Christmas. It's right there. And she's like, you know, I, we don't know what's going to happen for Christmas. And I'm like, but mom, you can take control of the situation. <laughs> and I browbeat my mother <laughs> to going over there and picking it up. And she's like, don't tell your brother, you know, what's under the tree. You know, <laughs> wow. that's a good Christmas. That is a good Christmas. I played the hell. I played the hell out of that thing. I loved did it. Did you? Yeah. yeah, I did. Well, cool. I remember a lot of those uh, Star Wars toys. I didn't have a ton of them, yeah. but I had the Dagobah yeah. system. So this is, I really caught on to the toys really uh, more into the uh, Empire Strikes Back right. era. I can remember, um, I guess it probably would have been close to that same year uh, that I was talking about with that Christmas. I remember my family, we went to the uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It was like the premiere in Dallas because I had a book. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they made a big deal of it. and uh, But anyway, after that, I had Yo- uh, Yoda with the Dagobah system. I, uh, I think I had an X-Wing fighter. Uh, and then, you know, what it was in the day was that we would find friends that had complimentary pieces. Right. And so it's you'd pick your friends based on their toys. 
I still do that. <laughs> yeah, more than anything <laughs> else. So, you know, it'd be kind of like, um, oh, you know, you've got a TIE fighter. Well, I've got right. an X-Wing fighter. We, we should hang. That's right. And then, and then, of course, we mix genres a little bit because we also uh, mix in some of the uh, Battlestar Galactica stuff sure. because their ships were cool. Right. Come on. Absolutely. Viper. Oh, yeah. So. The Cylon Raider. Yeah. That stuff is wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we did a little Don't bit. Don't talk to me about Daggett's, but, you know. You got that. You got the Cylon Raider and the Viper. I mean, those are those are those are fantastic. Well, I did the same thing, but you know, more so with uh, toys called Micronauts. And my friend Jamie and I, you know, Jamie, yeah, we would move furniture in my mother's living room to set up all of our Micronauts. And I mean, it would be a Friday Saturday thing mm-hmm. where just and nothing could happen in the living room other than our Micronaut wars occurring. You know, That's but excellent. you know, with the with the Star Wars stuff. Uh, my mother is the one who got me into Star Wars. Oh, really? Yeah, because I wasn't a science fiction guy at the time. I'd already started reading comic books, but I really hadn't branched off into right. science fiction. See, I can't even imagine an identity of Aaron Head that doesn't have <laughs> something to do with science fiction. But go ahead. Well, I, you know, I watched a little bit of Star Trek, but I wasn't crazy about Star Trek yet. But I remember one day my mother came home with the Star Wars comic book. And I hadn't oh. picked it up myself because I was just reading Superman, Batman, that kind of stuff. And uh, she said, I saw this movie over the weekend with a friend of mine. I thought you might enjoy this. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy this. This looks stupid. And I remember the way uh, uh, Chaikin uh, was the artist on the book. And I remember looking at it and the way he had drawn it, which from history's perspective, you look at it, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's, Mm -hmm. it's It's very well drafted. And he was working from the storyboards. He wasn't working from the finished film. He was working from the storyboards. But you're looking at the way the book was drawn, and it was it was very, it was much more grown up than you would expect. And so, the comic book didn't turn me on until my mother took me to the movie to go see it. Right. And I walked out and I was converted. And I went back yeah. home and I and the the comic and that's just, the original. Yeah. Answer, yeah. Yeah. And the the you know I came back home and I and I just read that comic cover to cover and read the cover off of that book. I reread it so many yeah. times. So. Yeah. Well, we're close in age, but you know when you get to those younger ages, uh, things change quickly. Oh, so absolutely. I was I was pretty young, but my mom I remember my mom taking me to Star Wars. One of the there's two things that I can remember about that. One, I was fascinated by looking up in the back and seeing a small version of the image on the the you know it comes out of that uh, the projector booth right well there was a there was a glass instead of it just being open coming from straight from the projector to the screen there was actually a glass there and on that glass right. was a small version right of it and I was fascinated by it <laughs> because I was uh, let's see that was seventy seven so I'm four or five years right um, and the other thing I remember about it is that. Uh, now, bear in mind, this is 77, so my mom wasn't a terrible parent at this point, but I had to go to the bathroom, so she just let me go. You could do that back then. Because, uh, <laughs> so I walked back in, and in retrospect, this was probably a tiny theater, not that much bigger than the room we're in right now, right. in real life. Right. But I walked back in, and I have no idea where my mom was. <laughs> Did you start bawling? And so, no, uh, but I remember, I think I just kept looking, and I remember some guy was like, are you lost? Yeah, what's your mom's name? Becky Pope. And he stood up and goes, Becky Pope? <laughs> right nice. here, and then, then that, that, that's all. I, I don't that's actually true. remember seeing the screen. I, be, right. I, you know, of course, I I have memories of the movie, but I don't remember sitting there. But that was that was 
informative for me. I really enjoyed that. Well, I was one of those guys who saw Star Wars something like 14 times in the theater. But, of course, that was before we had VHS or DVD right. or Blu-ray, you know, uh, you know, streaming. But uh, I, I saw it a ridiculous number of times in the theater. No. Ridiculous number of times. At the General Cinema. Here in Arlington? Here in Arlington. Beautiful scenic Arlington, Texas. Look at that. Yeah. It's amazing. See, I get amazed because uh, we've now lived here in this house uh, for five years, which breaks all records of any place that I've ever lived for more than it, you know. Because you're like a nomad. I'm highly nomadic. Yeah. Um, I went to the same school uh, in elementary school for three and a half years, but in that three and a half years, we lived in three different apartments. That was within the same apartment complex. (laughs) But my mom, you know, we moved quite a bit, and uh, uh, the the longest I'd ever lived anywhere was probably about three and a half years mm-hmm. before, and so this is, so I feel like I have deep roots here, and then you're like, yes, when I was four, I went to the, and I'm like, well, <laughs> you beat me, you beat me. Uh, okay, we're going to keep uh, moving on, because we do want to get closer to that scotch. Uh, not to discount the beer. But this is going on to the Old Jubilation Ale. I do hope that this is uh, quite excellent. It's an Avery. Love Avery. And this is the one you've been holding over since last year? Uh, had it since last year. And it it, uh, it should still be uh, excellent. I have some Shiner Cheer that I had left over from last year. and I'm. How'd that turn out? It, it's doing just fine. I like the, the peach because it's got the peach in it. Yeah. The peach fared well. Uh huh. Yes, it did. Oh, that time. Okay. Yeah. Good. And this again is uh, a darkish beer. This is dark. This is probably not half again. It's probably it's a bit darker than mm-hmm. the last one. Oh, it's got that kind of the sweet. Mm-hmm. It smells fruity. Uh, rich fruity. I'm like you know right. your uh, like maybe a little apple, perhaps raisins. I'm trying to think what there's a. There's a name for that smell, but I'm not up on my oh beer my. smells. That's good. Oh, it is. Isn't that it? is really good. Now, now, this, my friend, is Christmas in a glass. Yeah. Now, it doesn't have the traditional flavors, but it almost has, you know, you know when you cake when you've had. Well, there you go. Fruit cake. Yeah, and that's that's, and it's got that you know when you've you smoked a cigar in a room. Or something like that, uh-huh. or wherever, and there's, it goes through a stage of kind of the, the stale cigar smell, but then there's that warm, yeah, cigar that to me it's got that it's yeah. it's it has just a little bit yeah. of a season, a little bit yeah. of a spice, but no, that's really nice. I like that a lot. It's rich, but almost a leather. Uh huh. There's some leather in that. Yeah. And in a good way. Yeah, no, it feels... Not like Rosie O'Donnell in that movie in the late 90s. <laughs> Eden. Was it? Is it Exit to Eden? Oh, I don't know. Is that know. what it was? I don't know. That sounds, that sounds pretty highfalutin for that movie, but I don't know. <clears throat> that is, that's really tasty. I like it. Yeah, I'm going to give a big thumbs up to, the, to this Avery. And uh, if you find this somewhere, that you should drink it. Uh, well, purchase it first, and then drink it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, look. yeah. Just sorry, you have to drink, drink that. No, no. He said just to drink it. So uh, we've had some winter weather here recently. We have, and yeah. ha- we had like at my house, we had over two inches of ice. Mm-hmm. And you not living far from me, I we had similar. You yeah. had s- something similar. So uh, tell me how y'all fared. Well, this is what we did. 
we got out of town. Mm. So that's wise. Uh, well, we didn't get out of town before it hit. Mm-hmm. That would have been wise. <laughs> um, what we did, and I'm trying to think exactly how this worked. So on Friday, we decided uh, let's leave because um, my niece had a performance of the Nutcracker out in Texarkana. So <clears throat> we went out there on Friday. Uh, we were planning on coming back on Saturday because, of course, I've got Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they canceled most of what was going on at the church for Sunday, mm-hmm. including the evening program. And so we just decided to stay. And so we stayed through Sunday out oh. there. And by the time we came back, the roads were, were passable. It really would have been... Uh, bad to try to get back into town oh, yeah. on Saturday because it had, I think it was worse than it, it was had, on Friday. Oh no, absolutely it was because it had, it had thawed a little bit and then refrozen and the, the ice was much more dense mm. on Saturday and Sunday than it was on Friday. Yeah, and instead of having sort of that, because the, the thing that saved us on the way out was that we had sleet. Yeah, which gives you some traction. It does. Yeah. It's, it's not as good as snow, but it's yeah. close. Yeah. Um, but I think Saturday was basically just ice. Yeah. Well, we had, uh, you know, we were in, and I had been on the road on Thursday and was racing the weather home, you know? Oh. And, <laughs> I mean, literally I was in a meeting, and I, and I just turned around, and, I, and I'm looking at my watch, and I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, we need to. And I said, mm, I'm out of here. I'm not getting trapped in Central Texas. I'm getting home. Right. You know? And so I drove home, and what was hysterical is that, you know, I'm watching this on the horizon, because it was coming in from the west, mm-hmm. and I'm watching the horizon, and you just see this band of blue yeah. on the west, and I'm like, holy crap, this looks bad. And I, I mean, I raced back to town, and I got into town, I'm like, look, I've got time to hit the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> you got priorities. Yeah, well, yeah, so I ran into Specs and uh, made sure that my uh, liquor cabinet was adequately stocked. Now, is that the one over there in Pioneer Parkway? Yes. Yeah. I like that one fine. It's small. It's, you don't have to get small. near as much choice, but they still have some, some nice selection. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was able to grab a couple of cigars and uh, grabbed uh, uh, an adequate bottle and uh, headed on home. So the ice hit, and I mean, I... Let's be frank. In Texas, it snows, it ices, whatever, and by noon, it's all gone. Because by noon, Generally, it's, yeah. you know, 70 degrees, yeah. right? You know, it may have been 20 degrees last night, but it's 70 degrees by noon. Well, that did not happen. No. And I was amazed at how deep the ice was. I mean, mm. uh, we live on a cul-de-sac, and the neighborhood kids were using it as a hockey rink. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, because we had two, literally two inches of ice, mm. you know, and... So we have a dog and we have a pool and could not let the dog loose in the backyard for fear that he'd slide off into the pool because uh, it was just, you know, right. slicker than snot out there. And so I told the wife, I said, well, I'm going to walk him and I'll walk him out in the front yard so that we don't have to worry about falling in the pool. Oh, Lord. So Suzanne, my wife says, uh, well, I'll watch you at the window just to make sure you're not running into any kind of trouble. I'm like, okay, so it's Saturday night. And I'm out there, I'm walk, walking the dog, and I'm out amongst some of our oak, oak trees. And all of a sudden, it's just like Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. I mean, my feet are way up in the air, and I just crash on my back. Oh, man. I mean, crash on my back, and it knocks the wind out of me. And it was one of those funny things is I wasn't walking at the time. 
Yeah, he's just, just standing. standing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm just out and down. And I mean, I'm dazed, and several moments go by, and I realize I'm not holding on to the leash anymore. And I'm like, you know, my dog's an idiot. He'll just want, run off. Right. Know? But I'm like, Walter, Walter. My dog's name is Walter. Walter. And he's just standing right over me, looking at just his face right in my, right in my <laughs> face. And he's looking at me like, dude, what'd you do? Yeah. You know? And so I grab onto his <laughs> You're leash. usually taller than this. I grab onto his leash and I realize I've got something wet in my hand. And I just had laid my hand just right open and blood's everywhere. Oh, I have gosh, no idea what I, cut, what I cut my, my hand on. I, mean, I just don't know if it just tore when I hit the ice right. or what. Oh. But uh, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking to myself, God, the, the wife is watching this. Yeah, thank goodness. And, and I'm like, I got to get up because otherwise she's going to come out. And the next thing you know, she's, she's going to. Yeah, yeah, same thing's going to happen. And so I, I got to get up. And so I'm like, I'm struggling to get to my feet. I mean, I'm just dazed and like I said, Can not confused. Yeah. And, and I get up and I'm like, wow, I'm surprised she's not out here. And I'm looking around and, you know, because I had completely fallen out of sight from, from the house. Yeah. You know, because I was behind the car. You know, we got a circular drive and, you know, had, had fallen behind the car. And so she couldn't have possibly have seen me. Right. And so I, I, I make my way back to the house. And I mean, I'm. I'm Dying. I mean, my neck is hurting. My, my shoulders are hurting. Jeez. My back is hurting. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm coming to the door. I'm like, I can't believe she's not opening the door for me. <laughs> and I open up the door to the house, and the dog runs in. And I can hear her on the other side of the house. And I said, so I'm going to guess you didn't see any of that. And she says... Oh my God! I forgot you were outside. <laughs> <laughs> Had she been tipping the bottle back that you got at the liquor store? A little bit, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. So, so I have uh, you. You speak of gifts. I have, in some ways, an awkward gift because I got this a long time ago uh-huh. uh, for you. Oh dear! Uh, but on vacation, I purchased a uh, a cigar for you. Come on. Uh, I'm very excited about this. And so you may have to rehydrate it just a bit in your uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna humidor, but please do. I feel bad. I didn't I get you anything it. except... Uh, no, no, you shouldn't. I got this for you nearly a year oh, ago very at this nice. point. So. Very nice. Thank you very much. Well, you're welcome very much. I will, I will smoke it in good health. Okay. <laughs> Let me know how that goes, because I, I don't really do that anymore since I got pretty much sick the last time I smoked <laughs> No, I take that back. There was one time I didn't fare so well, and then I came over. Uh, mm-hmm. It was I guess last winter at some point because mm-hmm. yeah, was cold I think I had outside. it on my deck. Yeah, and uh, uh, that didn't go. That didn't go poor because I I knew when to stop. <laughs> because so the problem was, see, out here on my back porch, we're doing, and I thought, you know, I could feel better. You know, as far as I started to kind of go downhill just a little bit, right. but I was like, but I don't feel bad, right? That's the point where you saw. It's sort of like drinking. Uh-huh. Like there's a point of intoxication put- that you say, "This is fun." Uh-huh. One more drink is not fun, you and you have to, to know where that you is. You have to push through that mark. I, I did, uh-huh. and uh, I was sick for three hours, <laughs> and I never threw up. But I felt I felt green uh, uh, for about that long, and, and couldn't sleep, and then finally did. Um, so uh, the push through thing. I, I admire that you're good at that. But you just I, push through that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm really like the old jubilation. Mm. That this absolutely, uh, absolutely. I I this this would be a very nice uh, you know sitting in front of the fireplace drinking a beer on a cold winter night. This is really a very nice, mm-hmm. warm, tastes like the holidays kind of beer. It certainly is. You couldn't if you would have given this to me blind. 
I would have said this would go great, um, especially the, just the Christmas holiday. Yeah. Just, just because, or being snowed in, say in sure. February, something Absolutely. like that. Yeah. So to sum up, Alaskan winter, very good, Aces. very drinkable. Aces. Um, and you're you going to want to get a six or maybe a twelve of this. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you'll drink through it fast. It is a, it is, a, it is a lighter. It is a, a lighter beer in terms of, uh, of mass. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not as filling as some of the other beers that we drank tonight, uh, or as some of the beers that you would expect this time of year. But uh, it certainly is is warm, mm-hmm. and I, I like it a lot. I'm gonna have to pick some of that. Um, I think the rockness was fine. It definitely, it's one of those, you know, I wouldn't kick out of uh, bed because it's eating crackers. Oh, yeah. But. Um, I feel you there, Mark. But, uh, <laughs> but it's it's not good. It's the beer that you get really close to last call. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's fine. And then Old, old Jubilation, I think that's, that's tops for me for tonight. I'd give that, as far as tonight, if we want to say yeah. uh, beers on a, on a scale of one to ten, of the, these three beers, I'd put Old Jubilation uh, at 10, Alaskan at 8, uh, Rognus at probably 6. Mm-hmm. I got you. Well, as a 10 would be my Alaska. Okay. Uh, uh, and then uh, 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 a strong 8, perhaps a 9 on that scale for the old Jubilation, and mm-hmm. then an 8 or a 7 for the Rognus. I, like I liked it. all yours three were, of yours them. Were, yours were pretty, pretty closely. Yeah. I liked the, all three of them a great deal, but I liked the Alaska better than any of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell you what, we're going to take a short break. I'm going to pick up some glasses and maybe a bit of ice. There you go. Uh, and then we'll drink some scotch. And talk about music. And some musics. Yeah, we got to get to our music. <laughs> All right. Sometimes when you are recording a podcast, and especially if you're recording a podcast and it is going extremely well, then generally something will happen like, for example, um, the file goes completely missing. And guess what? That's exactly what happened. So we had about another 45 minutes of scintillating conversation, probably the best conversation that Aaron and I have ever had, and um, it's gone. It has just simply disappeared from the face of the earth. So, uh, still want to share some of this music with you. So, Aaron brought uh, three great pieces of music um, that he wanted to share, and so I thought we'd just go ahead and uh, play those for you. And uh, I brought a couple of pieces that I wanted to share. We'll play those for you, and uh, we'll just kind of finish it out. Um, The three pieces that I chose, the first one actually uh, is Do You See What I See, performed by Pink Martini. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and play that and let you hear it. Uh, Just real cool stuff, kind of loungy. Anyway, here you go. A child, a child shivers in 
You gotta love that trombone right on top. That's really nice. Anyway, um, Aaron brought um, the uh, Russian dance from the Nutcracker, which he went on at length about how he does not like the Nutcracker suite whatsoever. Um, but I'm with him. This recording is awesome. It's by the L.A. Uh, Guitar Ensemble. Um, it's fantastic. So the next thing I brought was Santa Claus is Coming to Town by John Bayless, who is a fantastic uh, improviser uh, on the piano, uh, great arrangements and stuff. So I think you really like this. It brings in um, a little bit of Nutcracker Suite, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town in kind of a nutty way. So uh, take a listen. Aaron's next tune is I'll Be Home for Christmas, and um, this is Him and Her, I think is the name of it. It's Zoe Deschanel's group, and um, it's really cool. So I'll just go ahead and, and leave it at that. If you don't know who Zoe Deschanel is, uh, look her up. You'd recognize her, and um, here you go. Christmas Eve will 
piece I brought, Aaron pointed out, is a repeat from previous year, but I don't care, and I'm going to go ahead and put it in there anyway. It's Susani. Um, it's performed by St. Olaf Choirs up in Minnesota. Great. So there's your dose of choral music for the evening. And uh, we're going to finish out with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas that Aaron brought us. But uh, before we do, I uh, just want to mention the scotch that Aaron brought over because it is definitely the finest scotch that he's ever brought over. Um, And it was Old Pultini Single Malt Scotch. And uh, it was fantastic. He was telling the story about it that it... Uh, was a gift of somebody that had it in their liquor cabinet for a little while. It was a gift to them, and um, it was a limited release. We don't know a whole lot about it, uh, except it was stinking fantastic. And so, um, anyway, maybe I'll have to bring that back over and we'll re-record it. That's what I say anyway. But here we go. Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas, and I hope that you truly do have yourself a Merry Little Christmas.